Guys, welcome to episode nine of the Human Jiu-Jitsu podcast with huge honor for me, Alexandru Kiss, colloquially known as Young Alex. See, that's me, all right. <laughs> uh, not unless we have another Young Alex. Just, uh, just for some identity crisis shit. I don't know. You know how it is. So that's it. Um, do you wanna tell everyone where you're from and where you train? Cause they wanna get around in with you one time and try and kick your ass, which is no small feat. Hmm. You managed to though. One time, once, once. <laughs> <laughs> you tapped me out twenty times. I got you once, but I only care about the one time. So I was like, ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, submit everyone once. I guess you still submitted everyone, no? Ah, mm. uh, well, I'll chalk that up as a as a as a moral victory, a moral victory. Mhm. Mm. So, um, where where are you from, and uh, where did where do you train? So I knew everyone could uh, go and kick your ass one day. Okay, so I come from Romania, although I have a lot of Hungarian blood in me. So my parents just born and raised there. Um, when I was nine, I moved here into Ireland, and two years later, I began training in a small jiu-jitsu gym called George Santos on Capel Street when I was 11. Then it ended up moving a bit of time later on to Parnell Street, so in Dublin, pretty close to everybody. Pretty big gym, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. My, I've seen, like, I've been there a few times. It's always packed. There's, like, so many fucking people. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty fucking big one. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what was uh, the early days of your training like since you started when you were like eleven or something? Yeah, I, I said I'm actually looking at a picture right now because of his Skype logo. It's just uh, young Alex, uh, even younger, even younger Alex. Uh, yeah, Alex. Yeah, 2014 <laughs> September was when I started training. <laughs> Very early days, getting my ass handed to me by everyone. The only submissions I get were people just letting me, I guess. <laughs> that's what you think but they're thought, just crying themselves to sleep after getting beaten by a child imagine 11 year old chubby kid neon belly and you can't even escape <laughs> nah but it's uh, it was very rough because I felt like I wasn't making improvement for a long time because it's easy for them to just use a little bit of strength but yeah because you it, were just trained with adults and shit right yeah ever since I started Two weeks in, I think we were like, nah, you're too big for kids, go and toddle. So, and then that was pretty much like a, sorry, you're too fat, you gotta grow up. Just keep doing it. Like, so that happened. And then after that, I had a really, really rough time for the first year and a half, I think, mm. when I began growing a bit uh, taller, a bit wider, heavier. Then it was starting to become a bit easier. And in my opinion, I only got my first proper submission that I actually earned and done after like a year of training. Like I would just never finish anyone, wouldn't have the strength to. So it was really unforgiving because I just have really bad strength compared to everyone else. So it's a hundred percent technicality. Mm. Man, I imagine I imagine all of them were thinking, man, I gotta whoop this kid's ass right now because when he's bigger, I want oh, yeah, to kick his ass. I always love to say it. I always love to say it. Dude, but I imagine the second you were strong enough, they they fucking paid, didn't they? Oh, I mean, I guess I tried. To this day, I still can't get some people, but we're trying. I'm talking about my coach, George. <laughs> still can't get him to this day. 
<laughs> I bet you he's uh, he's uh, sit, sitting on his porch sipping like whiskey or something. He's like, yeah, he can't fucking get me, little <laughs> asshole. Yeah. So what? You'd say that was like your biggest hurdle in the early days since you were to train with. Yeah, it's you were just like of, a young fella. It felt kind of demotivating because you'd feel like there was not really a bunch of progress because everyone is still beating you. Obviously, I was learning things, but it's really hard to imagine making progress. Like, so, but up until later on. Um, in the last few years, I made a lot, a lot of progress. That's how mm. I felt. I won, I think, my first um, competition in 2016 when I was a green belt. My first competition as a green belt, I think, and I won gold. Because I competed a few times before, but I didn't manage to get anything. Mm. So, felt like I never really had any matches either. I don't think Jujutsu was that big, and I was kind of in the fat weight class, so no kid would be there to fight me. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, until I got into juvenile, so like until I was like 13, 14, 15 was when I got a lot more matches. So it's kind of hard to compete as well. But mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, dude, what was the deal with you when uh, you got your blue belts? Were you like, was it like the day you turned 16? Was it the year? Like, I know some uh, people do it, it differently. Was, it wasn't. It wasn't like a birthday or anything. It was a few months off of my birthday, and I think I was still 15. Mm. but holy shit I was so glad to get my blue I just everyone knows this story I started crying like a little bitch <laughs> uh, you still are a little bitch if it's helpful Alex I am yeah you still are I am I, <laughs> it. I am <laughs> mm. That's it. do you have uh, any advice for like uh, y- younger people when they start off because you know it's fucking hard enough when you're an adult but it's fucking you know yeah. it's hard when you're a ch- kid as well So the thing about being a kid and training is you, it's very hard because you put a lot of emotion into training or you don't put any at all. So it's either a waste of time or you'll see it as a waste of time or you'll see it as something important that you probably can't really get good at right now. That's how I felt a lot. It felt like, no, I wasn't making much progress, but it's really important to know you are making progress. Time spent on the mat doesn't just go to waste. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And it ended up paying a lot more later on, where jiu-jitsu became more natural for me. It became natural in the sense of I was learning things very, very easily because it was kind of ingrained in me since I was young. Like, I was 11. Now I'm 17. So it's like I learn a lot easier than people that are training six years and are adults, in my opinion, because it became more of a second nature. I was doing it every day for so long. Now it feels like something's wrong if I don't get my jiu-jitsu. So honestly, I don't know how I've gone mad, how I haven't gone mad during this uh, lockdown bullshit. Oh, dude, man, fucking every day is a struggle. Every fucking day. So... Yeah, pretty much. It's important to know you're always making progress on the mat. You're never really going backwards. You're always going forwards, and you need to give yourself time. And this applies mostly to people that are that training is less forgiving on, like people that are smaller, smaller weight, uh, not as strong as their partners. That's kind of the that's the thing because an adult might be able to see it more differently like yes i am making progress it's just hard to see it but a kid might realize that so it's really important that you let people know 
that are young that yeah you are making progress you just don't really see it especially if they're training with adults mm, that's it dude do you remember what was your first seminar like and what was taught there if you can remember that oh my first seminar i think mm, um i think it was uh Gilbert Dorino Burns. I'm not sure. I think it was. Um, it was a whole bunch of judo throws, I remember. And I'm pretty sure there was some half guard passing in there, but I can't really remember it that well. The one that I do remember the best, though, that might have been my first, but among the first, was the Andre Galvao seminar, where the gym was packed and we were like learning how to do inverted guard and fucking crazy mad shit. How long ago was that, the Andre Galvao one? Um, like three years ago or so, maybe three and a half years ago, because it was kind of soon after I got my green belt. Man, that was before I even started. I should have jumped on sooner. <laughs> I could have gotten to trade with Andre. Fuck yeah. Man. Oh, my God. It's always that cliche thing of, oh, I wish I started sooner. You know, everyone uh, fucking yeah. says that. Yeah. Everyone says that shit. <clears throat> everyone says it, yeah. It's not as easy as that, though. It really isn't. I guess I'm an example of that. Starting sooner would sometimes make you want to quit more before you even reach the greatness, you know? Mm. So, I, you know, it's different for each person. The grass, the grass is always greener. Yeah, most adults probably wouldn't have that problem. For most people, it's probably the case where, yeah, you want to start as soon as possible. But for me, if I waited more, I'd have probably didn't feel like quitting the first two years because I wasn't feeling progress, you know? Yeah, I get you. I'm definitely glad I get for it. Hmm. What was uh, the most recent seminar you went to? Uh, I think that was the Fion, uh, Fion seminar that you were at with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, me and Alex were drilling together at that Fion seminar. Drilling some uh, half guard, us two trying to not fucking do some retarded ass shit. Her telling us we're being retarded in the low key way. <laughs> trying not to Ah, uh, well, you know, you could just see it on her face. It's like, these two are fucking stupid. It's like, okay, yeah. uh, do that. And no, 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 okay, yeah, do that instead. Like, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> but like, pretty much being like, no, you're in the wrong position altogether almost. Nah, yeah, it was definitely funny. Nah, uh, I don't know. It really was. Man, people are gonna think that she's paying us to fucking plug her seminars because that's come up three times. <laughs> um, well, you can't blame us. We're in the country she's in, and she's like one of the best in the world. So, uh, shit happens. Whenever you talk about her, it feels like a plug because she's amazing. <laughs> that's it. Um. Have you ever learned anything from a seminar that's become a, like an integral part of your game? It's just a mainstay now. Um, um, I think I learned a lot of my mentality from training, but there was a bunch of techniques I've learned. Like um, I got into knee slice passes a lot from ever since the Nicolas Marigali seminar we had. I got into knee slice passes a lot. And I don't know why, I just felt like, like before I wasn't really aware of knee slices before, but after it was like, holy shit, I love this shit. I get no, to dude, knee, knee slices are the shit, man, they're wicked. I man. get to knee Dennis in the balls when I'm doing a knee slice. <laughs> it's my attention. <laughs> yeah. 
God, man. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, man. That's like the worst thing about training with women sometimes. Like, they be doing, like, knee slices and stuff to each other. They don't realize that they'll be squishing no. the guy's balls. And then when they do train with the guys, they fucking... It's fucking horrible. Uh, like, yeah. once... Like, uh, here's one thing. There was um this one chick at the gym. Like, uh, she was tr- working this leg lock entry with this other chick. And then she, uh, I was rolling with her later that evening. And then she done it to me. And she fucking stomped my balls while leg locking me. I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what? A lot. When I'm playing on guard bottom and because I love tripod sweep and I do it fast sometimes, it feels like, how the fuck did I even get you in the balls? Like, <laughs> But a tripod sweep is a very good one if you want to nail someone in the balls. <laughs> this will tell you even more about that. I fucking love it. Dennis Frimpong, like... Coming after every train once we're back for sure. How can you even hit his balls? They're so high up because he's so fucking lanky. I don't know. He's I really don't like that. His balls are in his belly button or something. <laughs> oh, man. What was uh, your first competition like? And what belts were you when you first competed? Like, what? What belt? Oh, I was a white belt with one stripe. Oh, no, I was a chubby kid, one stripe, going into juvenile because there was no one in the weight. So we were like, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, go juvenile. We'll have some matches at least. I got Uh, fucking demolished in like two minutes, and I started crying after. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah. I shouldn't be laughing, but that is pretty funny. It was a rough time. Really rough time. I feel like... Because I didn't have as many training partners and because I didn't feel like progress was made, I was so nervous going into it. After like after like four months of training as well or so, my first mm. competition, and I just get demolished in the first fight. So then I'm like, okay, I'm not competing ever again. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all know how that turned out. Yep. Probably some of the people. That was what was um, your favorite win from all your competing? Ah, uh, my favorite win? Um, favorite win huh. I was fighting in I was fighting in uh, ADCC a while ago when it was uh, a thing here like maybe two or so years ago not sure and the guy put me in a leg lock for about three minutes um yeah Long story short, he couldn't really finish and I got my points, but I felt like I won true heart and that made me feel really good. Even Aww. though like always always count on technique first, heart maybe, but like it means a lot, you know. Mm. And me as a competitor, you see when I really, really fight with my heart and most of the times when I do put in a lot of effort are my losses, but that's why I'm so grateful for every single loss I've had. It feels like I get three times better after every single one. That's a good way to look at it, bro. Do you have a favorite submission? Favorite submission is triangle or air naked for sure. Mm. Uh, Guys, we got um, three questions off the Instagram. They're they're okay questions, but we got them pretty quickly because I put it up like right before the podcast. That's it. Uh, Who's uh, the mat enforcer at your gym? The math enforcer, oh boy. Um, I'd say Gabriel is the math enforcer in our gym. 
For me, he is, anyways. He passed <laughs> my guard in two seconds and 90 kilometers an hour. So he for sure is a mad enforcer to me. But we got a bunch of people that are extremely good. That if you act out of line, they're just going to finesse your ass really quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gabriel. That's uh, it, uh, I don't think I've met him. I'm, I might have, but I don't know everyone at your gym. So I might have met him once. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I see myself traveling the world doing jujitsu. I think that's what I'm doing in 10 years. Mm. I find it hard to think that jujitsu might be out of my life unless something bad happens, in which case I'll probably just become a an actual student and stop just fucking training jujitsu and being like, yeah, 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 I'll study when I go home and then I just end up studying jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, can I come with you to, around the world? That'd be fun. Yeah, sure. I guess if you want. Yeah. How are you going to strangulate uh, each other the whole time? That'd be fun. I hope you don't expect me to pay for you, no? Oh, come on. Do, come on. You pay me back I'm, I'm, I'm good company. Fuck you. You got to be a housewife if you want me to take you around the world, you know? I'll cook piss for me. Off, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I don't cook. I, I I cook fucking noodles and shit, and that's the best. That's all you're getting hey, in your box. Um, as long as you're cooking for me, man. <laughs> I don't mind. Okay, we've re- okay. Here's a good question. Why can't you pass Dennis's lapel guard? I'm. I I knew I was gonna get some fucking retarded ass question. <laughs> oh. Knew. Do you hear that, Dennis? Of course, of course it had to be Dennis, though. Of course it had to be Dennis. Why can't I how pass do you, how, do you, how do you know it was, it was Dennis that asked that question? Bullshit guard made for insecure people that can't play actual guard. That's what it is. Are you calling Keenan Cornelius insecure? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to chop that bit up and send it to the you. Reason, the reason why I can't pass lapel guard in all seriousness is because I feel like it's a new thing where everybody's learning it, and it's a niche thing that people are learning now and just watch in the next few months when we start training again i'll learn how to pass lapel guard no fucking problem mm-hmm. sure lots of things were like niche and weird and new at one point like even Man, Della Hiva, point, like you know people started training, at one point when i started training omoplata was the inescapable submission for for some reason like if everyone was talking about it and look now like everybody fucking rolls out of it it's like Get the fuck out of here, you know? It's going to be the all techniques in a few years. Uh, dude, I love dead arming out of omoplatas because, see, my shoulders are just so fucking flexible. I, I just can't get omoplatas. Yank yourself out of there or roll. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I sort of dead arm it a bit, then roll the rest out and just, like, fuck around with them. Let's see. what is it? I One time I was getting kimorrid when I was still a white belt by this giant fucker named Eddie, and he had this Kimura in, it was like fully locked, like my fucking, my arm was like ages behind, it was like bending weird, and he was like, are you going to tap Andrew? And I was just there like, hand nah. on my, head on my hand, I was like, I'm no, good, not really, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, this is good. Well, I say it's because I got Kimura and I'm plated so much that I just got flexible because of that, and because I'd done some yoga, so I don't know, I just haven't been on plated or anything like that in ages. It's weird. Okay. <clears throat> Guys, we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call Around Specifics. So it's just some uh, looking jujitsu oriented questions and some non jujitsu questions, just random ones in general. 
So, Alex, do you want to do a round of specifics? Of course. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, um, what was uh, your favorite TV show growing up? Ooh. Um, I think Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Dude, the amount of fucking episodes Ed and Eddie, like, it ran for ages, plus there was two oh, episodes yeah. per thing because it was, like, two-parter things because they were short episodes. There's a mm. shitload of them. Yep. Uh, dude, have you ever seen what's under Double D's head, uh, under his hat? No, I forgot. What was it? Oh, I'll send it to you later. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I don't want to spoil it for anyone, because it's such a earth-shattering revelation. Pokemon and Ed and Eddie were the shit. Dude, fucking awesome, bro. Let's see. What was um your first video game console, and what was your favorite game on it? Uh, the first proper console i ever had was a ps2 but i played on a i played on a ps1 and a nintendo like uh the fucking cassette one yeah i had the super mario 64 on that shit i played that a lot fucking teenage mutant ninja turtles games or some shit on it and ps1 i had crash bandicoot i love playing that for some reason wacky ass fucking game for the PS2, when I actually started really getting into video games, I loved uh, Devil May Cry, my favorite game series of all time. Mm. Did you play uh, the new one, Devil May Cry 5? Yep, I did. Finished mm. it in two days, and I regret rushing it so much. Shame on you. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> what's uh, the worst movie you've ever seen? The worst movie? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's see. The worst movie in, like, it's really fucking bad, it's comedy, or worst movie, it's like, I want to kill myself because this is so shit. Both. (laughs) Mainly the second one. Uh, wait, okay. Ah, man, like, uh, I don't even fucking know, man. I guess it must have been some Indian novel shit my mom and stepfather were watching, and I was just eating popcorn looking at it with them. And I was like, can we please switch the TV to something else? And they're like, nah, I, uh, we like this shit. And I'm like, okay. And I just looked, because I wanted to talk with them and be there with them. And they were just watching this Indian movie, and I was like, oh, it's just cringe. cringe. Yeah, do, what, what's, do you remember what was happening in it that was so bad? Oh, some fucking daughter ran away to be with this guy. Literally cringe, like, a uh, couple romantic movie. All the movie shots were so shit, low quality or something. Was, like, this, just this, Slumdog, is... was this Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever it was, just it made me feel too good. And I hope I haven't wasted my time. Because they were so focused on it. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, it's fucked up. <laughs> Ah, man, I wish more people spent their time watching shitty movies like I do, because it's very entertaining. Must have run out of the good ones then. Mm. Oh yeah, speaking of which one is so bad, it's funny. It's probably Scary Movie, the first or second one. Uh, dude, the first the first two Scary Movies were good, in my opinion. Like, they weren't, like, high no, art. Yeah, anything. they were good comedy, but it's like, if you watch it twice, you're just gonna roll your eyes and be like, Oh man, how did I laugh at this? And then you're gonna end up laughing anyways, because then it's just bad good. Mm. Let's see. Um, Scare Movie Tree is good, depending on what day you catch me. I'm sort of torn between it. Mm. Uh, that's Yo. the one with the with the ring. 
kind of downgraded after the third one. Yeah, I think it was the ring one. Yeah, Scary Movie 4 is shit, though. There's some parts of it that are funny, that are kind of good, but it's just horrible in general. And Scary Movie 5 is shit. Yeah, after a while, they just throw a bunch of shit and hope it sticks. Most of it doesn't, but they just, they don't calculate anything after, like, the third one. The other shit they make, like, uh, what's it, a disaster movie. Oh, my God. That's horrible. (laughs) But I I will grant that Meet the Spartans is good. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, Meet the me, Spartans is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that shit. Dude, oh, the fucking the fucking song at the end. Yeah, I, I survive. I think it's better than the real version. I was Say watching the kid with my parents, and I was like dying laughing. And then I watched it years later, and I was still laughing. Oh, dude, I dude. remember that. You it's on it's on Amazon Prime. It's it's so good. You unlocked a memory I forgot I had. <laughs> did I just make you have a bunch of flashbacks just there? Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, and um, who's uh, the most famous person, whether it be a jiu-jitsu person or just a regular celebrity that you've met? That I've met? I think Andre Galvao. Most That's a jiu-jitsu person. What about yeah. like, a, have you ever met any regular celebrities as well? That sounds like an oxymoron, regular celebrities, but you get what I mean. I met an actor that does jiu-jitsu. Um, Say what? Ken Duncan, yeah. I've met him. But other well, What was that, he in? He was, what do you mean was, oh, in a bunch of Netflix shows. I'm not sure which ones though, but I just remember him saying he was uh, working as an actor because I asked him. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I probably mm. met people, but, like, I don't know because I, I don't really care about a lot of, like, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get you, too, as well, man. See, I'd be, like, hanging out with my friends outside of jiu-jitsu, and then, like, uh, you know, we'd only be talking about jiu-jitsu for the whole fucking day and shit like that. And then, uh, see, I'd get home. My parents like, oh, how's, the, how's he? Is he still in college? I'm like, I don't know. We only talk about jujitsu. It's like, hmm. why do, how, why, you're, you're like friends, aren't you? Why don't you talk about anything else? I'm like, I don't know. We just don't care about anything else except jujitsu. Uh, an actor I want to meet that does jujitsu is Keanu Reeves. That guy is a walking legend and meme. Mm. Dude, he, he's in like that cyberpunk thing. I remember every, yep. he was on, he was on like the press conference thing. He's like, it's breathtaking. He's like, you're breathtaking. He's like, no, you're breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a uh, guy. cool dude. That's it. Um, uh, what's uh, the most embarrassing injury you've had, whether it be jiu-jitsu related or non-jiu-jitsu related? Um. Okay. You're you're kind of uh, bringing up a lot of things with that question because there's a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Amount of times I got knee slice kicked in the balls in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I got thrown, dislocated my toe in two places once. How the fuck? How did that happen? Really, I felt really awkward. Like I don't know how my toe got caught on the mat and I somehow felt really fucked up. Nice. Yep. Not pretty. That's it. Um, do you have a favorite grappling match to watch? Um, favorite grappling match? Not really. 
You don't, no, still, don't stay watching ADCC highlights? What the hell, bro? I do. I watch a lot of jiu-jitsu matches, but at the end of the day, I don't really analyze any match in particular. The only one that I... Like, I break them down or whatnot in my head, and I look at all possibilities or whatnot. But, no, I don't really have a favorite one. I like watching a lot of my old uh, fights, like losses and wins, like see what I could do better, what got me there, you know? Mm, I get you. I get you. That's it. Do you have a favorite UFC fight? Um, fuck me, man. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really don't watch anything almost, like, non-jiu-jitsu related. Like, I watch UFC, but it's not like I try keep up with it. Mm. You just stare and wait for the good punches to happen, Rick. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no, like, I'm not just a fucking casual or anything. I'm like... Yeah, I'm looking at, like, what's going on, but no, I don't really. I guess, um, no, I really don't have any favorite, any favorite, um, matches or anything. Hmm, ah, fair, fair enough, dude, it's not for everyone. What's it, um, do you have any other martial arts you're interested in besides jiu-jitsu? Um, yeah, I always thought I might do some striking later on, just because why not? Hmm. Because I can enjoy jiu-jitsu for what it is, but that means that I can also enjoy a lot of other martial arts for what they are. So I want to try maybe Muay Thai at once, or boxing in the future or something, you know? But mm. that's kind of a ways off, most likely. Fair enough, bro. That's it. Um, what's your favorite period in history? Like, if you had a time machine, where's the first place you'd go? Ah, uh, favorite period in history. Mm, I think I'll go. Mm, ancient Greece. Hmm. What? Well, uh, do you do you think Meet the Spartans is actually historically accurate, and you would just want to go back and see it? Is that what? Uh, no, I just kind of want to see how how they used to live. Like I understand it was probably like. Um, really fucking nice i just love nature in general so i'd want to see like all of this natural looking house with like no electricity but like everything's just sort of working and it's like a whole different way of life and they're mm. probably fucked on like if you compare them to us now we're probably more unhealthy in the sense of we eat a lot of shit whereas they ate really well but died regardless because they didn't have like insane medicine like we do or whatnot mm. but, like, i would want to see how it is no, we'll do it. You should play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, I already saw my dad play all of it. No need for that. <laughs> did you watch him Platinum it? Hmm? You, did you watch him, like, Platinum it? Do everything in the game, uh, get all the trophies? No, I understand. You did, though. Yeah, I, I did. And I said that to Dennis on the podcast. Like, you Platinum Odyssey? Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> uh. Ah oh, man, it was it was well it was pretty fun like it's a good game, mm. and the, the new one's coming out. What do you think of uh, the new one? Which one is it? Oh, it's, it's the uh, Vikings one, isn't it? Yeah. No, I haven't really seen anything. I've never really been into Assassin's Creed. Not really. My stepfather's been though, but not me. Hmm. I get you. It's all good. What uh? What what are you what are you playing right now to get you through the quarantine if you're playing any games? Uh, Spider-Man, the newest one, of course. Oh my god, that is a great game, man. 
Platinum that as well, by the way, and got all the trophies and the fucking DLC. But that game is great. Yeah, and then after this, I'm gonna play the Doom Eternal newest one, of course, newest Doom. I can't wait. I've really fucking played the shit out of the last one. The <laughs> one. But I really want to get on it too. I just don't want to play two games at once because then I'm not going to finish Spider-Man. I know I'm not. Mm. Let's see. What am I do? I I just got Mortal Kombat 11 there yesterday. I, I got all the DLC and all that shit. Like, dude, I got it for a pretty good deal. They released like an expansion to the story. I got the main game, the story expansion, and all the DLC characters and a bunch of... Uh, skins and stuff for 60 quid that's fucking good that that sounds that sounds all right not gonna lie you should get it so we can beat each other up online i mean i can just beat you in real life no well we can't because there's a fucking corona Uh, shit going on no no trust me drive down pull up don't you mean don't you mean drive up because in relation to where i am and where you are i have to go okay okay i get it andrew i'm stupid Uh, you're smart (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, well, man, you're smarter than me in jiu-jitsu terms, so take oh, solace in that. I need to start training again, though. Fuck me. I really can't. I really want to go back train. And I just, I just want to fucking. There's so many things I want to do that involve just toe holds and knee bars and stuff and imaginary rolls. I'm like fetish? fuck my life. Hmm. You have a foot fetish? No. No, I swear, no. <laughs> okay. Honest, I swear. I can't compete again, though. Like, oh, I, dude. I was so eager to start competing after I did, like, I did okay in the last uh, competition I did, but I really wasn't satisfied at all. And I feel like mentally I'm, like, so fired up now to go into my next one. I really am. And now then this whole fucking corona bullshit started and I'm, like, dying now. Oh man, it feels like feels like I'm waiting for so fucking long when all I want to do is just go. Like even if we're not fucking <laughs> in jujitsu, we just bring some of the boys in a fucking park and do some fucking competition and be like hand, handing out like a I don't know like a two euro coin that says uh, Phoenix Park Open or some shit on it, just cause why the fuck not? I really <laughs> want to compete again. Oh, man, that'd be fucking cool as shit, bro. Especially the medal. Imagine a two-euro coin. Mm. No, no, it'll have to be pineapples. What? That's what they do. Like, I've seen this on, like, Reddit and stuff. They hand out, like, pineapples as, like, medals or some shit sometimes. I don't know. What the fuck? Where is this, though? Like... In, like, Brazil or something. I shit you Are you not. sure it's not in, like, Dude. Romania? Because... That nah, sounds... the guy... I seen the guys. They were, they were like, Brazilian-looking fellas. All of them. Maybe they're just taking the piss, but I swear to God, I've seen it. I'll, I'll try and find it and send it your way later. Yeah, please do. I really want to see that. Because, you know, how much are three pineapples? Come on. Well, we'd have to get a lot because have of six, weights and stuff. Six fights, six fights, five minutes each. Almost lost each one. You just barely made it to the next. What's your price? A fucking pineapple. You're fucking welcome. Off you go, buddy. Dude, eating that pineapple after winning it would taste so good. Unless it will fucking expired pineapple, like. I seen these one guys giving away live chickens as a uh, winning a uh, grappling comp- contest okay. or something. What the fuck, like? Okay, at this point we can just have competitions and just be like, I'll give you fifteen goats. You... <laughs> fifteen goats. Oh my god. It's a bit much. I'll give it's you. It's a bit much. And like, 
nice one, I guess. Price wise for jiu-jitsu. Especially if you're really good and just win all the time, you'll have a vast um overabundance of ghosts. Have a mansion or some shit and like fifteen cars. Oh, yeah. God. Fighting for fucking things instead of money or metal. Man, I wish I was that fucking rich. That'd be awesome. Hmm. You know, I just train all day. Wouldn't have to worry about anything. That'd be the fucking life. Imagine fighting for 50k. Like, Dude. Like, maybe the jiu-jitsu superstars are like, Matt, it's 50k. I'm not going to do anything. But, like, imagine once you're there and the guy catches you in a fully locked-on armbar. Like... Okay, it's nice. My arm is probably gonna go and all, but like that 50k, <laughs> I can buy me a new <laughs> arm with that shit. Yeah, I wonder how much they get if they lose. Like, like do they get anything if they fucking lose? Because like, I imagine that's why the the matches are so fucking intense when they do like super fights and stuff. Yeah, it's mean as big stars that are doing it, so they most likely are getting like a bunch of thousands every time, even if they lose, just for showing up like insane amounts. But it's only, like, the top 5% that are making the money anyways. So, oh, dude. We are the 5%, man, one day. I mean, I don't know about you, man. I haven't gotten a sponsor, and I'm training six years now. Young pe- young athlete, right? Winning a bunch of shit. Nah, no sponsors for me, but that's okay. Dude, you got to play the game, the bro. <laughs> the only sponsor I need is my mom. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. My but, dude, one. like... I get hit up sometimes by like uh, shady gi companies in Pakistan, uh, like like Stylo no, Kimono. No worry, everyone fucking, has those, but like they're shit. Like fuck them. Uh, no, I really gotta give it to my mom. She really did push me at the start. What lot. did she push you at the door with the gi on, saying, she "There, go fucking train." Me, she forced me to do it, but with time, I began to like it myself. Mm. So, yeah. She knew what was good for me, and I kept up with it and put in the work, and now it's actually, like, amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I get you, man. See, that's it. Uh, I haven't asked this question in a bit. Uh, do you have a favorite philosopher? Favorite philosopher? Yeah. Not really. I have one quote I really like, and that's... I think it was by Socrates... And it says that it would be a shame for a man to live his whole life without seeing the beauty of which his body is capable of. And it really made me think, why waste your time on pleasures like um, indulging, overindulging yourself in things when you could be building your body, like getting a fucking amazing body to like make life so easy for yourself, you know? Yeah. It made me think. Like, dude, that's like the other thing. This one guy is like, man, it's not really, there's no real excuse for anyone to be out of shape. Like, because you're just, like, what's it? Um, yeah. I, can't, I mean, I can't, remember, I can't remember the quote exactly, but like, you should be able to, like, you should keep your body in order and keep yourself think in about shape. In the nature, like in the wilderness, if you were fucking, like, severely overweight, you'd probably not make it. Most well, how how would they have, even get overweight? It's like in the hunter-gatherer yeah, times, like there, you'd have to. Like, if everything was just removed from us and the knowledge to make buildings and fucking materials and shit, and we'd start from zero with our current bodies, like everyone, we'd probably all be fucked unless we found out how to make spears again. Because that was unless, unless we all just killed and ate all the fat people straight away. Yep. 
even that wouldn't keep us alive for long, I guess. But the yeah, oh, well, they're fairs blubbery, so that that would do us for a little bit. We we could come up with some shit to think about. Nah, but for sure we'd be fucked. Like a lot of us would be, because we don't know how to fucking hunt. Most of us, like, you know. Mm. Oh well, I have an axe, and uh, there's like deer in the backfield there, so I, I'd figure shit out. <laughs> hey man, I can just try fucking hop on a deer, put it in the rear naked or some shit. <laughs> Dude, deers. What are you gonna do? Put your hooks in while they're flailing around? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But no, I I toehold the deer first, first so they can't run as much. First, if I can catch up to it, because my fat ass isn't that great of a runner, but, you know, I can surely well, try. Uh, I'd say the first order of business in that regard would to be make would to make a bow and arrow, because they've been around for, like, it, people have estimated it's, like, 10,000 years or something like that they've mm-hmm. had bow and arrows date back to, because they're, like, some of the older weapons back in the day. Like, dude, that'd be awesome. That'd be a great fucking idea. Can't even shoot a bow, though. Like, imagine you're making a bow. Nice. Now, how are you going to aim for it? Like, <laughs> no, make, Get, like, a little bit of wood and make a tiny sight. <laughs> yeah, have fun calculating physics. Trying to snipe this deer from, like, t- 20, 30 meters away because it can't fucking... Well, obviously, you'd want to sneak up a little bit and try and get cl- as close as you can without spooking it. And you'd want to take the wind into a factor. I'd say just trial and error. Obviously, try and aim and shit beforehand. I mean, pretty sure humans used to go days without catching anything. Just to eat once and then be like, okay, now we ate. We have food for like another day. And then we got to go out again. Mm-hmm. I'd say just just uh, tie the fat guys down for a bit so they lose a bunch of weight. Because their body will just eat itself. And then like uh, they can be helpful again or something. I know this sounds really fucking bad out of context. Yeah, uh, it really this, is. This is my, this is my podcast. It fucking is. We're really not bad to, right now. Not to mention, this is a hypothetical scenario, so fuck right off. Yeah, well, politically incorrect is uh, my type of correct. Oi. Uh, dude, I, I hate all that stupid shit with all the political correctness. I think it's fucking stupid. Like, it's retarded. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll go on a rant about that another day. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, do you have a celebrity crush, whether they be a jiu-jitsu person or non-jiu-jitsu person? Um, I don't know. I always thought uh, celebrities are kind of dickheads in their own ways. Obviously, not all of them, but I never really like looked up to anyone. Even jiu-jitsu-wise, I respect, but I don't look up to. I don't try to be exactly the same or anything i think you can take away something from everyone but i don't idolize anyone in specific um i guess i share the same idea as some like the best way to win is to submit people that's the best way to win like rahaja gracie said that but of course it's like the best way to win that's what you prioritize and whatnot Mm. Because there's, like, no way to say, oh, man, he only beat me because he got points and done this shit. No, he fucking tapped you out. Yeah. No, no excuses can be had. And even if you do make excuses, you're not making it far as a person as you should to anyways. You got to be painfully honest with yourself. Nah, there, I got you. Celebrity crush, though? No. Would I want to hang out with some? For sure. I have, like, favorite singer and, like, my favorite actor, yeah. 
as a person like Keanu Reeves um, from fucking John Wick. He's amazing as a as an actor. And you just want to be his stunt choreographer for John Wick Four. Ah uh, no, I can't do anything like I can't. I'm not. I'm really not acrobatic. You might see me doing like a cartwheel pass, but I can't do a backflip for my life. <laughs> Why don't you try doing that shit? Like, uh, try do backflips each day uh, while in the quarantine. I attempted to do flying triangles in training, and I'm pretty sure I told you how that went down. So oh yeah, I, didn't you slap your head on the floor? Myself. I don't really want to paralyze myself. I think I'm good. Yeah, maybe maybe another time we could do that. <laughs> uh, dude, um, do you have a favorite gi brand or just gear brand in general for jujitsu stuff? Um. Uh, I saw, like, I see a lot of people wearing Kings that can afford it, so I imagine it must be a really fucking good gi brand, but, like, no, I don't think so, I've seen, like, a bit of Coral before as well, they're really light gis, I like that, but, um, that's it, really, and Hyperfly, I guess, is pretty good as well. Dude, Hyperfly are overpriced as shit. Are they? Yeah, they're really, really overpriced. Hmm. Well, just in my opinion, plus the shipping cost from where they're at uh, here, that's fucking expensive in and of itself. So, oh boy, no thanks. I mean, I'm thankful with just my geese there. I have like three of them last me like two, three years each. I haven't really grown much in the last few years, so that's worked in my favor in that regard. But uh, yeah, don't see myself growing that much more either. So it's all mm-hmm. good. No, I get shit. What if you get really buff and you need a new gi? Then I'll buy one that's like wide, I guess. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> oh man. Um, what's your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food is the Brazilian takeaway we always get after competition, and the cake. Oh my god, there's this place near the gym. It's like a three-minute walk, unironically, and it's really uh, amazing it's like the beans and rice with the uh, chicken fillet oh my god it's so amazing i just love it i don't know why it's become like a tradition for me to get it after every competition uh dude um how about we go get some next time i come up to your gaff we get some yeah. training that'd be cool of course if you want mm. as long so, uh, as it'll be open yeah if you want mm. for sure how about we do something like uh, we roll and whoever loses has to pay? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm I'm okay with that more than okay. Okay, I probably <laughs> should have done that because uh, you have a, you've tapped me out 95% of the time we roll, and I tapped you out 5%. So <laughs> fuck, I really shouldn't have said that. I'll get I'll get Dennis after you. He'll, he'll sort it. Yeah, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> <laughs> I really I, am. I don't know the I don't know the ratio between you and Dennis beating each other, so fucking hell. <laughs> I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that too. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, do do you prefer gi or no gi? Um, recently I think I prefer no gi, but I just prefer doing jujitsu as a whole. But I prefer no gi in general. I think. Yeah, I get you, dude. Uh, you know, I've gotten a bit, I've gotten a bit an appreciation for it lately. Like all the matches I've been watching in the quarantine were nogi matches, and yeah. a lot of the instructions have been over nogi stuff. So I'm thinking, in thinking a lot about like wrestling and such for nogi and watching wrestling during quarantine and whatnot. 
Um, I think it's really so much more fun to watch Nogi than it is to watch Gi, especially like ADCC and whatnot. I think it's so much more nicer to watch. It's like exactly how a grappling fight should be. It shouldn't be like stalling. It shouldn't be like who the fuck lands on the floor first. Like, no, it should be about um, who takes each other down first. You engage, right? And you punish your opponent and like you're both going at it. You're not just chilling, like stalling and shit. Mm. That's why it's more, it's more entertaining. Like I hate lapel guard. Sometimes you just find yourself there, and it's like fuck. Like now, it's like it feels like a stalling thing for me, anyways. But that's until I learn how to pass lapel, and I'm just being salty at lapel guard because I'm not. <laughs> but but yeah. Dennis, Dennis is gonna take that clip and like uh, put that as ring as ringtone. So every time he gets a phone call, he's like, I'm salty about lapel guard. I'm salty about lapel guard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, him and Jack Dolan are gonna put it as their ringtone. So <laughs> Jack Dolan done the lapel guard on me. Fucking got me in the lapel guard, swept me and whatnot on the day. Yeah. Pretty garbage. Mm-hmm. I, I mean I wanted to fight him, like but I don't know, I feel like lapel guard just shuts me down kind of. It's one of those things where it's like, ah oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> like mm. One of my pet peeves, just lapel guard. Once they reach for the lapel, I'm going nuts. Yes. I know what to do next time I roll with you, so. Yeah, have fun. I, I'm, I'm not going to roll with you, then. I'm just going to do nogi. Are you just going to pout in the fucking corner if I grab your lapel? Yeah, I'm going to be like, hold on, hold up, tap, 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 and then just go. Find someone that's resting, be like, want to roll? Right in front of you, as you're looking dead at me in the eyes. <laughs> nah, I like go like right up to your face, like, do you wanna anyone want to roll? And you're staring at me like No <laughs> Like that's fucking weird, bro. What's it uh let me think. Oh yeah. What's uh your favorite music genre? For sure metal. Undisputed metal. Uh, do you have a favorite song to roll to? Um Yeah, I think it's Megadeth, angry again. Probably. <laughs> Man, I'll, I'll look that up when uh, after the podcast. This, I mean, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Of, a lot of metal songs that I love playing or rolling to. Mm. Metallica, love them. Iron Maiden, love them. Megadeth, love them. Pantera, a whole bunch of them. A lot of mm. them. I love I love rolling to like Rage Against the Machine. I think they're pretty good to mm, roll to. Yeah, I got into one of their songs as well recently. Uh, what one did you get into? Killing in the name of. Mm. Dude, I personally like uh, what's the fucking thing? Renegades of Funk and uh, Know Your Enemy. I love those two songs in particular. Be listening to a bunch of rap in the last year as well. I don't know at what point I decided to pick up listening to rap, but I listened to older older kind of rap i don't listen to any of the uk new kind of rap yeah i fucking hate like mumble rap and all that shit it's just that i don't understand their language quite literally it all sounds like that to me if i if i understood it then yeah i would but like more probably i would but since i don't it all sounds like i'm learning how to speak all over again while listening to it Plus, uh, I was there. Man, I'm just fucking tired of shit. Even like most modern rap that isn't mumble, I don't really like because it's all about uh, bitches, hoes, bitches, hoes, money, money. Like, no, it's all the it's all the same shit. 
at least back in the day, there was like different, there's a bit of nuance to it. No plot really to them, I guess. Ah, you know, what's it? Shit happens. What's it up? Do you have any hopes for the future, whether they be personal goals or just uh, goals for competition? Yeah, I do a lot. Um, I hope I can do jiu-jitsu full-time in the future and make a living off it. Um, might sound a bit unrealistic because I'll need a job for sure. I'll need a job to go with the side in case anything goes wrong. Hopefully not, but you know, I want to do jiu-jitsu full-time. I want to be a world champion and I want to teach jiu-jitsu and I want to see how maybe I could transform other people, become a coach. But first I got to win a bunch of shit. I will, I really want to be a world champion. And I want to train hard and be like one. Be in the best shape of my life. Best mentality of my life. In the environment I love. With the people I love, you know? Mm. I want to everyone. Challenge myself a lot, you know? I want to do that. Mm. I do. It's pretty fucking good goal, my man. I think everyone wants to fucking make, uh, do jiu-jitsu full-time. Yeah, like... all the competitors, they all want to do, but... I guess it all separates it in this way. We it's who gets there and in the best way. You have to get there in the best way possible. Be efficient with your training or whatnot. For sure. It's the people that will find the most efficient routine that will get there fast. But you first have to put a lot of work in as well. Yeah, man, it's pretty fucking hard to try and make uh, money off jiu-jitsu full-time. Because, you know, so many yeah. people want to do it and, like, it doesn't work out for everyone. One thing I heard from Dennis, unironically, um, it's like, if you do jiu-jitsu, you automatically sign yourself to be poor when you're, when you're, like, doing a job. And to some extent, it's true. Like, if you choose to do jiu-jitsu as your main thing, you choose to be poor. <laughs> like, uh, that's that's why I thought ahead and got a, a job that paid well. So I bought 20 fucking geese when I was working there. So if I choose to be poor, I already have a lot of geese so I can train. So I'm like, ha, who's laughing now? That's that's kind of smart, but like 20 geese is... <laughs> it's a lot. It's I, could a train, I could train every day for the month of February and not run out of a gi. I think you'd need about seven geese because you'd be washing and drying them. You don't need another 13. Well, some of them are stylish. Fucking hell. Ah, you want the gi for every occasion, is it? Christmas? Yeah, formal, non-formal, uh, special occasion, anniversary, uh, competition training, uh, fucking end-of-year session, uh, seminars, that sort of thing. Yeah. Dude, it's like just formal attire for me. <laughs> nah, I, I just I just love geese. I love gi. Do you have any, like, uh, favorite rule set or competitions to fight under like uh, personal personally for me uh the ones the first time i ever got a medal was at grappling industries because you had so many matches so like even like there's a lot of matches to get through you're guaranteed at least four like uh i won my first match then lost my second and see i had two two more to go and because i got that out of the way i was like nervous anymore because like a standard tournament if you lost your second match you'd be fucked he's like okay fuck off but I ended up winning a bunch more matches that day, and like um, I ended up getting bronze because like uh, 
I, I came back after that shit. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't really, I wasn't really nervous anymore. I just think Grappling Industries is a better format. Plus, their their rules or submissions You're are earning better. the most bang for your buck when you do Grapple Industries, I think, because you have so many matches. The first Grapple Industries I ever went to, I think I had four matches. It was against the same two guys, but I had four matches, so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a huge um, huge competition. But I like the idea of let's have the most matches we possibly can, because at the end of the day, competitions were made for you to learn. The more you fight, the more there's a chance you'll make a mistake, the more you can analyze and the more you can learn. That's mm-hmm. how that's how a competition should be, in my view. It shouldn't be about winning a medal first, it's about learning. And then it's about winning a medal or whatnot. But um mm-hmm. yeah. The last grapple industries I went to, I didn't do so well, but I lost and I feel like I tried really hard. So that's again, it's very valuable information for me, what I could do better. I could show you an excuse and just say, like, oh, yeah, my stomach was upset the whole day, shitting myself or whatnot, like, <laughs> but I'm not gonna, because at the end of the day, I lost due to technique and whatnot, right? But in my opinion, I fought with all I had, so i done well in my head. I fought as good as I could in the moment. Now, uh, mind you, I don't think Grappin Industries is perfect by any means. There's, like, one criticism oh, I have yeah. of theirs. For sure, it's like... There's like one criticism, like um, you know, like depending on how you win, like the way their bracket is arranged, you get like a certain amount of points each time you win, whether it be by submission, by yeah. points, or you get you get points for winning by walkover as well. But here's the thing, at the last Grappin Industries, I was there uh, cornering a bunch of my guys because I was injured and I couldn't compete that day. So what's it, fucking one of my guys, he'd won his two fights uh, previously. And then the next last two guys walked over him like they just left, like hmm. you know they were they were wrecked in their last division. So my bo- my boy, even though he he uh, he'd um, won his two fights and had won the other two because of walkover because of some bullshit they didn't he didn't have enough points to go on to like the semifinal sort of bracket thing. That just didn't make any sense to me because you know he didn't lose any fights so he should Actually, go on. It's fucking hilarious. I don't know if you remember my um my last grapple industries because you were there yeah yeah you were definitely there um i had to like i had two walkover wins and i didn't know where either of these guys were right so in my in my eyes i'm like i'm running to the bathroom because i really need to shit i'm like my stomach was really fucking upset that day (laughs) it's like (laughs) shitting all over the fucking place (laughs) <laughs> they don't even have the decency to show up after you really shit yourself it's like running every five minutes and i was like to peter you know peter happy i was like man man can you please like tell him i'm gone to the bathroom i just need like 10 minutes he's like yeah sure go ahead i get like two walkover wins these guys are nowhere and keep in mind like i'm fucking almost dying on the toilet right <laughs> I'm, I'm out of the zone i run back i'm like Oh my god, man! I re- like I need to go to the bathroom again after I just came off, but I'm running back because I think I'm late. And then I'm like, I get to walk over wins somehow, right? Straight into Jack Dolan, and I'm like, ah, oh, nice, <laughs> nice. And then it's like, okay, I try my hardest, right? I try my hardest, and he beat me though. He like fair fair play, cause honestly, it's like fair play. He beat me. He done really good. Um. I just wish it wouldn't have been a fucking fiesta before 
<laughs> fucking, fucking go to the bathroom every five minutes. After he beat me, I had, like, my teammates wanted to congratulate me for the good fight or whatnot. I'm just like, sorry, I need to fucking run. Because uh, one moment, he almost, like, he swept me in the fight, and I felt it, like, oh, no, I need to go. Like, I need to go. And then I just kept fighting. After I lost, I, I take my shit, I run. And that's it. And then later on, I went on in the absolute... And I thank God for the fucking two walkovers. Two walkovers, Ugh. imagine. But then in the absolute, I do a lot better. I fought um, James Groom. And I fought another guy from BJJ Cork, I think. And then my last fight for the day was against... Um, it was Mohammed after Hanov or whatever his name was. Really tall dude. Um, he beat me, he took my back, but I feel like I done pretty well. Some things to improve there as well, but I done uh, really good in my opinion. I had a good day overall, so. Oh, uh, dude, it's pretty funny uh, that you fought James. So uh, get this: at my first ever blue belt camp, uh, I was not having a good day. I was getting killed. I got submitted. It was, I was grappling industries. I got submitted my first one, and then I lost my next two by points. And, like, I, I nearly went unconscious when I was in a bow and arrow choke, but I escaped it. But, like, uh, <laughs> what's it? Um, uh, I was supposed to fight James for my last fight that day, but he didn't show up. He walked me over. I was like, what the fuck? And then I, I, I see him at another competition, and I fought him, and he, he beat me by, like, 15 points. And, like, uh, what's it? I was chatting to shit with him afterwards. Like, dude. I was supposed you were supposed we were supposed to fight like uh four months ago. Where the hell were you? He was like, Oh yeah, uh, my sister had a baby, so I had to go over and see it. Like, fuck's sake. That's man, I wanted to fight you. What the hell? Is that's his fucking small world? I think I barely scraped past James as well. Fuck fucking hell man, like big boy James couldn't do shit against them most of the time, like Oh dude, I fought him in the absolutes. I didn't even know how much he weighed, but he was a he was a heavy boy. Yeah, he's just, it was funny, he just picked me up from guard, because we were at the end, he picks me up with me, like, in his guard, and he's just walking over to the middle, I'm like, oh, thanks, he's like, no problem, and we just keep going, like, that's the moment, like, in the middle of the fight, he just picks me up, he's like, resets without the ref telling him anything, I'm just like, we're there laughing, we're like, oh, shit, thanks, <laughs> he just, like, I don't know, it's just funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> I have to see that. Like, oh, thanks, bro. I was like, no problem. Dude. I don't have the fight, unfortunately, but I'm sure he remembers it. If he was on the podcast, he'd tell you. He just picks me up, walks to the middle, and just puts me like he just stayed there, and we just keep going. And that's a good <laughs> idea. I might get him on sometime. He's a cool dude. Mm. Yeah, seems like a nice guy. Mm. What's it? Um. We got really off topic. Uh, who inspires you the most? Would it just be their work ethic or their mentality? Um, my coach inspires me a lot with his work ethic. He wakes up really early to go gym, and he teaches a lot of, of classes, and he trains a lot as well. So my, co my coach, uh, George, inspires me a lot. My friends inspire me a lot when I see their passion, when they talk about it, and when they have goals, and it makes me... It makes me feel like my goal is really, it's not much because they have the same goal. It's like, if they can do it, I can do it because we're all pushing each other to become better. Um, especially um, my friends, Alex, Hanato, Harold, Gabriel, 
Lava, my friends, they push me a lot as well. When I see the motivation they have and the drive to to do jujitsu and to get better, I just like I feel like I'm taking some of their motivation with me. I feel like we're making it as a team when one of us makes us, you know, because makes it because we kind of build each other up a lot. And that way we train each other a lot. We go really hard and we try learn and we like when something happens, we're all there for each other. No, I get you, man, because you don't get good at jiu-jitsu by yourself. It's all because you're training with people. Yeah. Another big one that motivates me is um, is my girlfriend because she trains as well. She has these, like, amazing plans in her head all the time to, like, how to train and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? When did you have time to think of this? And she's just like, yeah, you know? And um, when I see the way she's, like, talking about it, she's so cool and collected and i'm like hell yeah i want to do that i want to become the best like and sure if i don't make it she's gonna make it like from everything she's told me i know for a fact she's gonna become world champion if not me see uh i don't think i can't see you with the camera but is she holding a knife to your neck right now no <laughs> you sound really no. nervous there it's like she's definitely telling you to say that <laughs> nah she is I, I i know it for a fact it's grand just just a uh, cough once if she is Hmm. Uh, she's definitely fucking uh, yeah. that's it okay guys we've reached the last question are you ready for the last question drum roll uh, I'll stop with the drum rolls in future because they're a bit fucking much but it, um, what I couldn't help myself to the drum rolls for the whole podcast like what dude I'll just I can't fucking drum I'd get screwdrivers I might get a drum set just like a drum roll like or get a soundboard so I can put a sound effect on but anyway yeah. the last question what's the most valuable lesson you've learned in all your years of training in jiu-jitsu just like a life lesson you've learned from jiu-jitsu hmm I've learned a lot of things but over time, I've learned that good things come to those who wait and those who try. If you always try, even if you're not trying in the best way, you will stumble across a way that if you put your pride down, it will um, it will change you completely. And for me, Jiu-Jitsu taught me that it taught me how to have heart and how to fight for something that you really want. Because before jiu-jitsu, I used to be really unmotivated, even in the first two years. But after I had that little bit of greatness, that first submission, that first goal, that competition, it wasn't anymore about the material gains or, like, the goals inside your head. It was more of a... It made you feel really, really good. Made me feel really good. So what I learned was if you keep going with something, even if it might seem like it's working... Even if you're trying your hardest and it might work, just keep trying and try in a different way if things don't work. But don't stop because greatness is always just around the corner from those who try really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good, good fucking way to look at it. Now, guys, we're going to wrap the podcast up in a sec. If you want to follow Alex on Instagram, it's at Alex underscore kiss BJJ. I'll have it in the description, so you can just copy and paste it into fucking instagram or whatever so alex before you shoot off do you have anything you want to say before we go um i thank thank everyone for coming up to the podcast and listening to my retarded ass try and act like i know what i'm saying 
Well, thanks for inviting me on the podcast, Andrew. Thanks. Uh, a lot. Thanks. Thanks for uh, being on it, bro. Fun especially to be on the short, especially on the short notice. Yeah, I mean, I just really want to talk about um, jujitsu, I guess, because I kind, I kind of try and forget about it this whole quarantine. Because if I'm always thinking about it, just it's like I miss it even more. So, what is going to drive yourself crazy that way? Oil up the rusty gears and get my brain working about it. Wait, you have a brain? I didn't know that. Uh, no, I'm lying. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Oos.